when we look at how to tackle climate change, there are, there are many ways, an abundance of solutions to do that. And it's important to remember that there is no silver bullet in dealing with very large and complex challenges like climate change. But when we look at renewable energies, yes, farmers have you know, expansive parcels of land. They could host solar panels and wind turbines. This, um, if it's set up properly, could provide farmers secondary and stable sources of income, you know, making their farms actually more financially uh, sustainable and uh, viable during you know, rough times like drought periods. Farmers also obviously play a very important role in capturing and sequestering carbon. So drawing carbon that we've put into the atmosphere, drawing it back down into the land, into the vegetation, where carbon actually belongs. They also play a really important leading role in preventing emissions of uh, gases like methane and nitrous oxide. And so there's great research being done with ruminants, so uh animals like cattle, sheep and goats, um, to prevent methane emissions. And this can be done through better genetics or feed supplements. And in terms of reducing nitrous oxide emissions from fertilisers, this can be done by better placement, um, application timing of the fertilisers we use to grow crops. So there's a whole suite of things that farmers can do on the land to reduce emissions and adapt to a changing climate. But we need to be, you know, acting soon because it becomes more and more difficult to deal with climate change the longer we wait. There's a lot of criticism directed towards animal husbandry in particular when it comes to agricultural systems and the amount of uh, emissions from that particular, like raising livestock. Would you say that moving towards a plant-based diet and moving away from livestock production is another way that farming can contribute to the climate change solution? Well, like mentioned, there's, there's a whole suite of options and it's important for us as individuals and communities to look at, well, what is the most suitable option for us to reduce emissions and to respond to this challenge? And so some people are consuming too much meat in their diets and we know this because you know there's there's a lot of evidence for that especially here in Australia and so it is beneficial if they reduce meat consumption just like some uh, people can take public transport and you know or drive an electric car while other people cannot and so the solutions and the the individual impact will be different for every single person uh, but the animal sector in Australia is also doing incredible things in reducing emissions. So, for instance, the uh, meat and livestock sector here in Australia, they have set a net zero carbon target by 2030. It is one of the most progressive sectors in the country. And that should be applauded and celebrated that Australian farmers are so proactive in dealing with this challenge. The problem is the rate and the scale of climate change means that we need to be doing more than what we're currently doing and we need all people and all sectors involved. And when we look at how to most quickly um, and sensibly reduce emissions that we're putting into the atmosphere, we need to return our attention to the energy sector in particular because that's the most uh, that's the major contributor for the greenhouse gas emissions and it's the sector that we can most easily transition to renewable energies and stop putting these 
dangerous climate destabilising gases into the atmosphere. Now, you yourself grew up on a sheep station near Broken Hill. How is your family adapting their practices or, or yourself to, to help with climate change? I live out on a property in far western New South Wales in beautiful Willyakali country and it's a landscape of ruby red sands and endless horizons and sapphire blue skies and it's a place that I feel a very deep sense of belonging to and responsibility to look after and my family and I have been doing what we can to understand the landscape that we're living and working alongside of and to make the best decisions to manage it you know long into the future and to ensure that it is healthy and vibrant so practices that we are doing we are working with various uh, research institutes and universities to carry out studies and to understand what we're working with we have moved away uh, from fossil fuel energy and to renewable energy so our homestead is covered in solar panels we have an electric vehicle We have also done various citizen science projects where we've identified rare and threatened species on the property and we have set up conservation reserves, so building fences to prevent grazing in those areas to ensure that we do have the regeneration of rare and threatened species, so we actually increase biodiversity on our property. And we're also very aware of the science. We're constantly reading and learning and tweaking what we do to make sure that we are being the best custodians for this place that we love. 